Welcome to this House of Wrestling on Inside the Ropes exclusive interview. It is me, Nick Hausman, and joining me right now, one of my favorite people to talk professional wrestling with. If you can't see him right now, once again, taking time while getting dialysis to talk to me, it is Conan. Conan, how are you doing today? Yo, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> it's, it's wild to me that your dialysis time is when I get time to talk to you for, for very public interviews. Well, it's, you know, I'm here for a couple of hours, so I, I usually read and uh, and I do business and, you know, I have conversations, you know, my and, the, and it makes the time go by quicker. Yeah, for sure. Rock and roll, man. And I'm, I'm taking it. You're still doing much better. You're feeling good? Yeah, I'm doing great. You can tell just by looking at me and listening to me. And, you know, I mean, I my voice was really weak. I couldn't I couldn't walk. Um, uh, my my here, here's the thing about the kidneys they're filtering out all the toxins so since my kidney wasn't working i was actually getting intoxicated i was poisoning myself and 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 a lot of the essential uh minerals that you need to survive whether it's phosphorus or calcium or iron were not being produced so this really saved me wow yeah, and I, I, I know we're all happy to hear that, man. And, I, and again, you look so good at the Hall of Fame. I think that's the last time people saw you on a real big stage, you know. Uh, yeah. But people like you, Conan. They'd like to see more of you, I think is what I'm saying. All right. Well, I'm not sure if people like me, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm here nevertheless and always going to be, you know, who I am and opinionated whether that pisses people off or not. You know, that's, I've always been like that since I was a little kid, so I'm not going to stop now. Yeah. Any any movement to you uh, coming back with the uh, LWO on TV or no? No, it was briefly discussed and, you know, um, they just haven't gotten in contact with me. You know, I'm not really holding my breath and I'm not going to beg to go work there. They know what I can do and they know what I bring to the table. And I've had people speak up for me on that. But, um, you know, it's not anything that, you know, I would love it. One of the, I mean, the only two things that I have left to do in the business that I really want to do is number one, uh, come to the United States and um, and be able to uh, show Lucha Libra on a grand stage, and that's going to happen. Uh, it's not, it's not if, it's when, and that's going to happen probably within the next two years. Um, that's guaranteed. So that's number one. And number two is I would love to do something. I never got any. I never got to do anything with Eddie, and Eddie actually went to bat for me. Um, I never got anything to do with that, so I was really saddened by that. Even though I spent many, many, a lot of people don't know about our history, but we started together and we worked a lot, a lot in um, Juarez, Ciudad Juarez, which is because he's from El Paso, which is on the border. We worked a lot in Tijuana. We worked a lot in AAA. You know, we were teammates and. Um, it was always great working with him, and I wish I would have been able to work with him over there. But the only other thing I'd love to do is do something with Ray and Dominic, you know? Oh, man. It'd be, dude, and they're, they're on fire right now. The thing that's so interesting yeah. about Ray and Dominic, though, is they're, they're doing different stories, right? Like, Ray's right. kind of off doing his thing with the LWO, and I mean... Right. Dominic Cody Rhodes, I'm sure that you're, you're, uh, you're on the hook for that one. That's going to be a, an absolute banger. Yeah, and that's going to be a lot of fun because I remember, I don't know how many years ago it was, uh, Ray was feuding with Cody. And um, I actually helped, you know, a little bit with that storyline. And now for Cody to work with Dominic, I'm sure he's going to pay it forward because, you know, Ray's always so giving, you know. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just part of his growth. I mean, I mean, it's even to me, it's been incredible because I've never seen the side of Dominic. You know what I'm saying? 
and he does it so well, like he really is a prick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate to say I didn't know that he had it in him. Right. Yeah. But I mean, watching where he was in the in the very early pre pandemic stages of his WWE run where he right. was just a kid by his dad's side. It, it really is incredible to see how far he's come. And, and also just really kind of proof that he's listening. Right. Like it's so obvious that he's taking advice from veterans and actually applying it. I see a right. lot of very smart people in his work right now, including right. you. And so the thing with him was that he had gotten to a point where he had become stale. Right. And I even told him as much. I go, bro, you need to break off from your dad. And even Ray knew it. But, you know, it wasn't up to them. And there was even talk about sending him to NXT, you know. Um, and so they gave him this persona and he ran with it. And he, I remember he used to tell me, you know, every people, people always used to tell me, uh, what would my character do? And he goes, what was my character? I didn't really have one. I go, no, you were just raised little kid that was, you know, and now you have a character and he's really sunk his teeth into it. And you see the amount of heat he gets, you know, it's incredible. Yeah, I'm interested to see how the the Cody match goes because a lot of the a lot of people who want to debate with me about you know how good Dominic is a standalone character right now is they say, well, only because he's working with his dad are you going to get that kind of emotion. I I don't think so. I think I think what you're saying is true. I think Dominic is strong enough now as a standalone character where he he doesn't need to just work with his dad. I think he's going to work great with Cody and anybody else you pair him with. Right, and you know Cody will carry him, and Cody's smart enough to put together really good stuff and. They got great writers there right now, and they're really hitting on all cylinders. And Cody's mega over. Dominic is mega over. So, I mean, we're, I think we're going to see some fun stuff. You know, And it's cool because they're not in the Money in the Bank match. And I think a right. lot of people looked at both of them as like, man, these guys could be the winners. But right. it's – I mean, do you think it's just because they're so over they don't need this right. Money in the break, Bank right. briefcase? Right. They don't. I mean uh, – um, that's exactly it. I think Dominic, you know, could probably, um, that would have helped him a lot. But, you know, bro, you're going against Cody Rhodes, who's probably the most over guy in the company with Seth Rollins right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Ray's not far behind. And so I think we're going to have a lot of fun. It's something I didn't expect to see, see so soon. And I think that, you know, Cody, everything he's done is since he's come back, it's kind of been a home run, you know, and everything Dominic's been doing since he turned heel has been a home run. So, I mean, you've got two guys that are right now at the top of their game. And, and the, 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 the scary thing about this is Dominic's still not even where he's going to be in a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're putting him with good people and they like him. You know, Dominic's an act, is a very likable guy. And if, if people like you in this business, they're going to help you and they're going to push for you, you know. It's interesting, too, with Dom, the character he's growing into, but physically, too, he's starting to look like a man, right? right. Like, whoever is working with him on his physical training right now, I'm sure you've noticed as well, this is the thickest and biggest, I think, that we've seen him. And I, obviously, I think there's going to be room to grow there. He's starting to look like a real wrestler now. Right. Well, because they, they you know, they hooked him up with a nutritionist. And so now he's, you know, he, he knows what he has to do to gain weight and to get bigger and it's starting to get bigger, you know? Yeah, for sure. And if when you say you want to work with, with him and Ray, do you mean that like you'd like to work with them in a creative capacity or you want to do something on screen to kind of be involved with, with the, that storyline? Either one. Yeah. 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 Do you have an idea of like what you'd like to do if you got involved in that situation or you don't want to give it away? Oh, well, definitely. I think right now the storyline would be, you know, uh, and I have many ideas for this and just, you know, join the LWO because a lot of people don't know this. 
Because, you know, a lot of people don't follow Lucha, but Phantasma was a guy that I've known him since he was a little kid. And I remember his dad used to tell him because he used to like, he used to, he used to follow me a lot. And his dad would tell him, if you eat all your spinach, you'll get big like Conan, you know. So I, that's how long I've known him. And so he was in Arena, Mexico, just kind of wallowing in mediocrity. They had him in the mid-cards. They weren't doing anything with him. And his dad called me up and he said, hey, man, can you help, you know, my son? And uh, I did. I remember the first time he got to AAA since CMLL doesn't really do promos. I go, I want you to cut a promo. And this is what I want you to do. And he was absolutely terrible. And then he, you know, he's, he got great to the point where he was, he was my number one heel, you know, yeah. and, um, and we worked together cause we were in the same, I, I, I was leading this, this group called La Sociedad, the society. And he was part of that group. And then I kind of gave him the, the, the mic, just like I did with LAX, you know, because, sure. um, uh, and so, um, he just became, I'm very proud of Phantasma and what I've done with him, you know, and. I worked very closely with 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 um, with Scarlett and um, you know um, what Cross. You, what, yeah Cross yeah you know um, with Garza so I got a lot of I have a lot of real history which you you know which are the best storylines you know if all of the sudden Dominic's Godfather showed up or if all of the sudden you know I showed up in the LWO because originally and a lot of people don't know this either the leader of the LWO was going to be me but at at around the same time, uh, I joined the Wolf Pack, right. you know, and I remember telling him, bro, you should use Eddie, you know, and mm -hmm. Eddie exploded from there. Oh, yeah, man. Iconic. And like with the LWO, uh, big return recently was Carlito. I don't know if I've talked to you since we saw Carlito come back at, at uh, Backlash. Right. But man, there's a lot of buzz that he could be coming back into the fold. What do you think of where would you where would you slot him in the company? Is he is he kind of like. A mid upper mid card, I see title guy for you, or do you think he's the point right now? I mean, forty four, you got a chance here to maybe put him in the mix with Roman Reigns for a little while. How how do you see Carlito kind of in the landscape at the moment? Yeah, all of, everything you just mentioned. You know, oh, he's man. a he's good on he's good on the mic. He's got a great look. You saw he was physically looked impressive. You know, mm. and um, you know, and then you want to hit that Latin, you know, demo. That's the biggest demo the biggest minority in the United States surpassing African-Americans and in the, and, and in the workforce um, in 10 years, we're going to be the majority minority, minority, majority, however you want to say it. Sure. And, and, and 20 years, we're going to be the minority majority in the United States. So bro, if you're not, if you're not um, paying attention to the Latino demos, even look at the music when in history of the United States, did somebody have a number one album that was completely in Spanish, you know? And then you look at guys like Ozuna and Carol G and Cardi B and all these other Latino stars that are just killing it. Jay Balvin, I'm sure you've heard of all those people, you know? Yeah. And they're just killing it. You know, politically, we're, you know, stronger than ever. So, you know, it's time to, to, to pay attention to the Latin market. Well, and uh, to kind of double back on what you said earlier, your two goals. One, obviously, we talked about you working with Ray and Dom, but the other is right. bringing Lucha Libre to the States. And you said right. you had that in a big way within right. the next two years. So are we talking right. touring shows? Or are you talking about a TV show? When do you say yeah, you want to bring show. it? TV show. Okay, TV? Yeah, T but okay. with a network, with a major network, you know, and just, you know, no, you know, kind of like what Lucha Underground did, because Lucha Underground was the first 
one to where lucha was the was the appetizer you know the course there was a whole shebang you know it wasn't like wwe or wcw or other promotions aw where they'll have a lucha match within the confines of an american match and even that is kind of diluted sometimes so this would be raw uncut lucha and with a latin centric twist uh with all the music that's so you know that every every um you know every ethnicity is very proud of music that comes from their country so everything from urban latino to salsa to merengue to bachata to everything you know so you can really feel what our culture is about well you've done a great job with AAA partnering with with big outlets marvel obviously not right. too long ago here so right. where so when you say that you want to do this next years are you actively in the process of making this happen how far are you into the conversations with this right yeah now? well i don't you know it's uh my my boss dorian rodan he's the guy that's that's negotiating all of this with a lot of really really um successful entrepreneurs that are investing in AAA and they've got the connections that we need that I don't have. So are you anticipating like touring brand in the United States to go along with the TV show kind of deal? Or would you be thinking something where it's like you film a couple episodes, you know, at a, at a sound studio or at a, a venue? How, how do you? No, no, no. Like... We would go into probably arenas, you know, I yeah. think, you know, we've got enough bro. There's, you know, how many Latinos are in the United States, you know, <laughs> yes, so know. they'll yes. be proud to have their own product. You know? Well, the, the biggest shows I the biggest shows I attend here that aren't AEW WWE shows are the Lucha shows out in Cicero, and I don't know right. if anybody here has been to Cicero Stadium in Chicago, yeah. but that is that Incredible. is ground zero, dude. Right. Ground, dude. That's some, some of the best shows I've ever seen in Chicago are at Cicero Stadium. A lot of them are MLW, to be quite frank, because right. MLW MLW, MLW did a great was job. the one that really made that. I don't know how they found out, but you know, his court's very smart, and he's always you know he's always been a big fan of Lucha. He's a guy that. Um, recommended Super Porky, which obviously didn't work out. He recommended Mystico, which didn't work out. But you know, he was he was really into Lucha Libre, you know, yeah. and he always has been, and he understands, you know, how important the the that market is. And you've seen it when you've gone there, you know, the, he sells it out, and it's mostly all Mexicans, mm -hmm. you know, and they mm -hmm. come in there making a lot of noise with the horns and you know every the the, the drums and just that that um. You know, they're just so much more into the matches than American wrestlers are, than American yeah. fans are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it's it's a great energy, and I, I love that you're pushing to bring it back here. And, you know, you brought up LAX earlier. Um, Diamante, I think, made some, some noise here recently, kind of teasing that she wanted to see kind of LAX brought back. Do you see a future for LAX, or do you think that the uh, the stable is done? Do you, do you foresee well, to... I don't know, because, you know, uh, for a while here, um, Ortiz and Santana haven't been seeing eye to eye, yeah. And uh, and I've been talking to both of them to see if they'll you know reunite. Um, I think that you know the problem was is that LAX originally, um, the first time I ever talked with Tony, he told me about LAX, and um, uh, then the next thing I knew when I when I inquired about it, you know, he wanted me to come in and manage it. And, and then when I inquired about it, or it might have been Cody, but and then when I inquired about it, you know, Tony was like, oh, Jericho is going to use them. And I was like, that's a weird fit, but fuck it, you know, I mean, Jericho, you know, so and then when I saw that, you know, and I love Jericho, he's one of my best friends, but bro, he did nothing with them. I mean, absolutely nothing with them. 
And so these guys died a slow death and Santana was pissed off and he has every reason to be. These guys fucking uber talented. You're not doing shit with him. So, you know, Sanjay Dutt, who's a very good friend of mine, he's um he he helped when we were doing the LAX vignettes, him and Jeremy Borash before he left, you know, they were really the guys that were doing everything with me. You know, it was like a three-headed creative team, if you will. And uh, Sanjay's there, and he he knows you know how popular LAX was because he he helped with a lot of the stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe he can one day tell Tony to bring it back. You know, and I mean, I think that we would kill it. You know, we just had great chemistry, and we did a lot of great things. You know, do you think that Santana and Ortiz will be able to bury the hatchet or no? I hope so. I think so. Yeah. You know, and and you never know. Maybe when we have our show, um. We'll bring them over there if they're not working with AEW. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's the vibe, man. It's that's the vibe at AEW right now, man. It's hatchet burying, right? Like I think right. everybody just wants everybody to get along and be able to sit down and get back to work over there right now. Yeah. <laughs> End of thought. Speaking of that, CM Punk came back. What'd right. you think of the What'd you think of the way that uh, Collision came across with his return? Well, the, obviously the guy's super over, and I wasn't sure because if you remember the when Tony announced him originally on Dynamite, there was some booze there, you know? But wow. then I also thought, if you're going to a show that CM Punk is going in, why would you go there to boo? Those were his fans, you know? Yeah. How, 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 how many people were in there? Uh, did you, you, I think you went, right? I, I was there. I thought it was, we, we were looking around. We thought it was about 12,000 people based uh, off of what, but based off yeah, it was good. It was healthier than Double or Nothing was. That's for sure. We'll see if it. We'll see if it trickles down with the booze he got when they announced him initially. I want to think it's because they announced it in California, which is like the Bucks' backyard, and so it was Could just a, been, yeah. It was just an interesting place to announce his return. I don't. It wasn't like a surefire you're going to get a big pop for CM right. Punk in that market. Right. You know. Well, they, you know, I mean, when he came out, they just wouldn't stop chanting his name. So obviously, they still love him, especially yeah, and, in Chicago. Well, what do you think happens here, man? Right? I mean, it doesn't seem like the the Bucks and Hangman Page in particular are going to be able to move past this situation right now. Do you think that there's a parting of the ways when contracts come up? What? How do you foresee this all playing out? Well, you want to think that time heals all wounds, which it usually does. You know, it's like it's over. If the guy, you know, the guy has actually said, hey, I'm willing to talk with them, but they don't want to talk with me. And so at the end of the day, he's willing to talk, obviously, from what I've read, and you probably know more than me, him and Chris Jericho, who Jericho is burying him, if you remember. Yes. You know, they buried the hatchet. And I think the Young Bucks should, too, for the better. Bro, if if, if he would have come back and the Young Bucks would have done something with him, you know, everybody would, would be waiting to watch next week. And that's what you want. That's what WWE has done so well. You know, with like especially the bloodline, you want to see what's going to happen next week. You know, they're really good at doing cliffhangers, you know, right. and they've done a great job of that where A.W. struggled with that. You know, that was something. That and, was and, 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 sorry, and, and let me just say one thing, because it just seems that I always have to throw this, this disclaimer because I give my opinion on something and it isn't positive doesn't mean i hate the company doesn't mean i hate tony doesn't mean i'm a hater doesn't mean i'm an old guy trying to be relevant which is the lazy excuse i've ever heard relevant of what you know i mean like i need to clout chase them and so um i just think that at the end of, bro 
I criticize my own company and I'm the booker. Mm-hmm. I you know, know you I've do. criticized Dominic before. I've criticized Ray before. They're my friends. They know me. They know it's not, you know, malice of forethought. But when you have, like, when Punk said, he said one line where he said, I'm afraid we're, you know, the fans aren't as soft as the wrestlers or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't telling no lies there. You know, you can't, if you, if you're not, you know, throwing flowers at this young generation, they think you hate them. Yeah. It's, it's a different tone. It's a different vibe now. That's for sure. It's a yeah. different vibe. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and I, and I worry that with this, I worry with this generation a little bit about the storytelling because it's right. becomes, it's become so move heavy. Right. Like I right. don't really always know that they're slowing down and thinking about the stories because you right. drop a guy like punk in there who is all about storytelling. I mean, he's good. He's good in ring worker, not saying right. anything wrong, but you're right all about the storytelling. You look over at WWE right now at the end of every single program, there's right. a, WTF. And I had it pointed out to me over on uh, Twitter, you know, I forget by who, but at the end of Collision, what what's making you want to come back? Punk returned. He had his big match with Joe and, and the Bullet Club, and there was really no cliffhanger. It was just, come back next week, we'll have more great wrestling, hopefully. You know? Right. Joe should have left him laying and, you know, so I was shocked. you want to I- come back to see the next week what's going on. I thought it was. I agree with you. I was shocked that Punk went over. I thought for sure he was going to get a shit tossed, bloody, dragged around the ring right. by chains. I thought that was the move. You know, right? Yeah, right. very good. Um, well, Conan, uh, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and your dialysis to talk some pro wrestling stuff with me here today. I always enjoy chatting with you. Is there anything we didn't talk about you want to bring up? Anything you want? Anything on your mind? No, I would say the only thing is if you want to get like an unfiltered opinion on the business and you know. Uh, uh, listen to my podcast, keeping it 100, the Conan and Disco. Disco is a heat magnet, as you know. And um, Familiar. <laughs> right. Well, he's a provocateur. You know, people get triggered so easy. Anything he says, they're pissed off. So he has fun with that. And so, um, uh, you know, we're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, YouTube. And check it out, you know. And the thing is that the show's done so well that now we have a, a K100 Sports, which has done really well. Right. Uh, and uh, then we've got another one called K100 Talks, which is like a 30-minute thing on anything that's um, current in politics or sports or movies or what the news. And that's really popular. And then we have a best-of show called The Rehash Show, which is the best one hour of the best of the, our seven years, you know. And yeah. all of them are doing good. And the reason they're... And, and you know they're doing good because if they weren't doing good, I wouldn't be doing them. You know what I'm yes. saying? You know. Yeah. yeah. No, that's your that's uh, that's become a nice lifeline for you. Nice bread, bit of bread yeah. and butter there. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. You know, just like how 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 are you doing? And now with the Nick, uh, the House of Hosman has it exploded <laughs> like you thought, or has it doing, or are you having a little bit of trouble? I mean, how are you doing? I've been I've been very fortunate. I have great partners at Inside the Ropes, Premier Streaming Network. Uh, right. I have I have a big project I'll tell you about right after this that I'm going right. to announce here pretty soon that I'm pretty excited about. Right. So everything's going well, man. You know, it takes a while. You know, just, you know, it takes a while with a new website for the right. go- the Google spiders to kind of figure out we got to feature you in search engines and th- stuff like that. But you know, I'm very happy with everything, and and it you know more importantly, I'm getting to do my thing. I wake up each day. I don't stress about somebody over my shoulder you know, telling me one thing or another. Today's Juneteenth. My wife has the day off. So honestly, this is the only work I'm doing today. So cool. I, t- I took a break from playing 
Mario Party superstars to do this conversation. Right. So. Well, congratulations, man, and continued success. One quick question before we get out of here. Sure. Did they have a scrum after the collision? They did not, but that that's not uncommon. For they don't usually do scrums for TV shows. Okay. Um, only pay per views or o- only pay per views. So I'm right. I'm not going to be at Forbidden Door, but I will be here at All Out in Chicago, and it'll be a year almost to the day. So I'm going to bring my muffins and spin drift and see if we can have a good time, you know. All right. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you, K-Dog. Yeah.